Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Or is it? Ooh, a little mystery. <laughs> so we finished. We have finished the Lost War, which Dan hinted at there. Um, if you haven't and don't get that joke, let go ahead and finish it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a warm up that's actually relevant to fantasy this time. Wow. Um, pretty exciting. There's a new show on, I don't know if it's new. It's there's a show on Netflix, uh, adaptation of a fantasy book called shadow and bone. We decided to, to check out a couple episodes, three to be precise, the first three episodes, which we have watched and wanted to have a quick little chat about it. I will say I, I haven't read the book. I don't think you have either. No. Okay, so we're coming in. We're coming into this show without having read the book. If if you haven't seen the show or read the book, I guess kind of a spoiler warning. But we're only three episodes in, so kind of not really. Yeah. Um. But we're gonna be talking about that at the beginning here. If you wanna, if you wanna get into the actual book that we're talking about, check out the check out the show notes. So, well. Give, give me your give me your thoughts on the first three episodes so far. So, Luke, I I think the show is how do I want to say this? I am fifty percent interested in this show. Okay, and I'm the fifty percent interested that's like the criminal gang that's doing this heist. Mm-hmm. That to me, interesting story. That's what I'm 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 into. I want to see how their dynamic works. I think their stories are interesting. There's some stuff going on there. The 50% I'm not interested in is this like, like, I don't want to call it a love story because they're clearly good friends, but like, come on, guys. (laughs) Here's my question. Here's the, the reason I can't really get into it. How old do you think that our main like the the two other characters are right in the it's a little bit unclear of their like current age Mm -hmm. if i had to put a number to it i would i would say pretty young like i would say like 17 would be my guess see you say that's pretty young i think that is old enough to where if there's like a romantic thing happening you you, if you're you're a teenager it's gonna be making out like you're gonna be making out all the time it's gonna be like very obviously romantic and so the reason that's the reason i can't really vibe with it because i'm like they're like teasing at some romantic like they're gonna finally have that revelation that happens where it's like i'm in love with you you're not just my friend you know it feels like they're they're getting ready when that reunion happens to be like romantically involved Right. Because they're they're like the relationship they have set up is not they're not like dating. No. No. But they're very clearly not just friends. Like it's not a friendship vibe. No. It's way more than that. Like it's a very serious kind of it's, relationship. It's like a yeah, it's like a love story without like coming out and saying it. It's a love story where they didn't they haven't kissed 
And that's like literally the only thing that they're missing is any kind of physical component of it. And I'm sitting like I'm sitting here watching it like you're 17 and you live in a world where like it's kind of like old timey, like it's older where people were dying mm-hmm. when they're like 30. Right. So like you're for sure Let's move it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that timeline is moving up a little bit. And yeah. there's no parents around. It's not like they're hiding. It's not like those high schooler teenage movies where they're hiding from their parents to do. Like, you're in the army. That Grisha right. was trying to sleep with the dude right, at exactly. one point. What? <laughs> what a, yeah, she was like saying that she likes to sleep with random men before a big run. So it's like, that's not. We're not in like a super prudish society. No, not at all. I think my part with this, and this extends to the rest of this rest of the show so far. This might be like how you would feel coming into a fantasy show without having read the books, which is very rare for me, but it's usually reserved for movies. And this is a sh- like a Netflix show, so they have plenty of time, and it feels really rushed to me like there's a lot of things that are just like we're moving pretty quick through like there's a lot of stuff that i feel like we don't know that we should already know do you know what i mean like i have no sense of the world outside the like army mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like how long has the fold been there maybe it was mentioned but like it's got this vibe of like a legend but also, like, seems like it's kind of new. Yes. Uh, yes. Their, like, love story was, like, they're really driving at home, but I don't think that they quite set it up well enough. It's like, oh, yeah, they were, like, friends, really good friends, like, 10 years ago. And then, like, that means that they're in love. I, I think my main critique of this so far is that it seems unnecessarily rushed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that is fair. I should also say here, maybe they are in love, right? Maybe I'm projecting onto this and maybe they're just great friends. It doesn't feel that way, but it's a weird it's a weird it's a friend relationship. Weird friend vibe. Luke and I have never had this kind of a friend vibe. I'll say that. No. But I agree with you. It feels like you know, uh, again, you mentioned this happens in like I think in science fiction is the greatest example where you get thrown in, you have to figure stuff out on the fly. The problem is we haven't really gotten a lot of details yet about anything other than this army. And and even then, we haven't really gotten enough details to know what's going on in a real way. Right. Like, my big one is, like, I feel like every fantasy show now, the intro should just be a map that they show you where everything is for, like, 15 seconds before the show starts because i have no idea where any of this stuff is i think they do show a map a few times in the show and maybe i'm just skipping the introduction because i can't even remember it now but it it seems like a map is so necessary for stuff i mean they do show a map but i think it's in the context of like the actual events of this story Mm -hmm. and I, i just feel like when you introduce your show with a map you you can orient everybody well and and i know that oh we're crossing the fold so like 
the country's been split and here's the other half. And like, I, I feel like especially for this show, it would make a lot more sense if we had a map. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's the thing about the like books, like sci-fi books specifically that will like drop you into a world and not really explain it at the very beginning they books have a way to like sneak in history and things in like the thoughts of the character or something like that whereas the show doesn't really have that not to like that's not a direct criticism of the show but it's just like the medium doesn't really allow for that so like you have to kind of adjust and like actually do a more like more i guess direct storytelling in which you're like telling me what's happening like what what's the deal with the country that they're at war with are they just like i don't know they hate the grisha dude is that like the whole war (laughs) they're trying to kill all the grisha i guess i don't know i also don't know so i i imagine that this is like kind of how the books the book does it is my guess again haven't read it but i imagine that the book because of the way it has that like way of telling you things through people's thoughts and stuff is explaining it a little bit better. I wish that this show was taking the time to do that considering they have like a bunch of episodes that they could use. Right. Right. Especially the, and like to wrap this up, we're episode three at this point. I think I get it. First episode, you got to just do something cool. Second episode, maybe you have some, follow up to that cool thing that happened third episode i want to know what's going on Mm -hmm. i want to know some more about why any any of this stuff is like the way that it is okay (laughs) and we still haven't got it i think i yeah i think that the like visuals of things are very cool Mm -hmm. yeah the fold looks very cool the vibe is very good the the scene where the uh the the big hot general guy that does the dark stuff comes in and saves her looked awesome Hit a little like slow-mo weird thingy yeah i loved it very cool. i was into him very fast yes yes we do love that and i like how it's kind of like like it's got a very russian vibe in a lot mm. of the like design and like costume and things like that, which I think is is mm-hmm. fairly unique. Like I haven't seen a lot of that outside of like Harry Potter and the people from the Goblet of Fire in the movie when they're like clearly Durmstrang. Yeah, th- those folks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our boy Victor Crumb. Victor Love Crumb. Him. Yeah, but I just I like the vibe. I'm into it. I I will probably watch a little bit more. To see what's going on yeah. and to see what happens. Maybe we'll give another update later on. Let me do a, a, just something really quickly. It's not really, it's not about the show specifically. It's about the story. <laughs> I feel like there's a really negative, like, so I'm going to do a quick, like, little explainer. The main character finds out that she's this, like, sun summoner, which is, like, everyone's been waiting for and it seems to be like a really negative thing for her life. And I feel like a slight change in perspective would be like, this is phenomenal. But I think that this is also like part of what they've done to make this really terrible for her is just like everyone is really mean. 
Everyone in the world, you mean? Everyone in the, like, well, at least in her country. Yeah. But yes, probably uh, the world as well. Like, everyone in the orphanage was, like, a huge dick and, like, super racist all the time. All the people that, like, interact with her, instead of being like, oh, you're the sun summoner that's going to save us, they're like, you fucking stupid <laughs> sun summoner. Go ahead and do it. And it's like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be, like, positive? <laughs> right, like, everybody in this world is extremely jaded and cold and harsh. And, yeah. and like, she is super, like, not happy about the whole situation. Which, yeah, if the whole vibe was different, everybody would be hyped. Like, there'd be a huge party. There'd be yeah. like, a, wow, this is incredible. Let's throw a celebration. Instead, they're like... Oh, uh, you're going to get murdered because you're a stupid idiot who doesn't have any <laughs> combat training. So we got to send you to prison where you're going to learn how to use your power. And yeah. no, and you then, can't have the, any the visitors. Mo- <laughs> the most recent one, the guy, like some dude at this dinner is like reading the casualty report and like looks at her and is like, why are you not training all the time? <laughs> it's like, dude, I just got here. <laughs> What are you doing? I literally just got here. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think this is these guys just in general super mean. What country are we saving? So. You know? What are we what are we saving here? If everyone's just gonna be fold. a dick. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what that's what they find out in the end is the the true fold was inside of them the whole time. Could be. Could be um let's talk about the lost war luke okay uh first off we're just gonna i gotta say it out right now huge twist huge twist twist. in like the last two chapters massive twist Uh, very close to the end of the book (laughs) like (laughs) i I looked down it was like 95 percent. i was like whoa i know i know very huge twist right at the end uh, we'll be going through, um, I think we're going to talk more about that twist and its implications at the end of the episode. Before we do that, I want to talk about some things before we get to the twist and how that changes everything. Ooh, this okay. is the first like minor little, just a little detail. Arnok trying to be undercover. Doesn't really want people to know that he's traveling, where he's going. He likes to be kind of secretive. He's like, hey, buddy, we got to bring the horses inside because out there they're going to get, they could get attacked and killed. And so the priest at this place that they're staying is like, okay, yeah, 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 bring him in. And then the horses shit everywhere. And Arnok is like, all right, so I've got to clean up the horse shit. But I don't want to touch it with my bare human hands. So, I I love that you're bringing this up. <laughs> so I'm going to use my magic to clean it up because of course I am. And <laughs> I'm going to use so I'm going to use my magic to clean it up because of course I am. And then he hears somebody coming and he's like, oh, shit, got to got to quickly stop doing the magic. What, what, <laughs> what are we doing, Arnok? <laughs> Did you get brain damage at some point that hasn't been revealed to us? <laughs> There's like so many reasons why I think this is absurd. The first being like, this is apparently hard. Like it takes a good amount of energy for you to use your magic. Right. Like 
there's a shovel literally right over there. Like, you could accomplish the exact same thing with that shovel. I I, I love that you p- brought this up as effort. Because I, when I read this, I was like, what are you doing, Arnok? But I was like, I don't know if I should mark it down as a note. But I'm glad that you did. It's abs- like, why are you not just... <laughs> it makes no... <laughs> also, like... I want a little bit more detail on his powers, like how much he can control. Just like, is he like lifting it up and then like controlling its movement? Or is he like blowing wind at it? Like you're, asking, the door? you're asking if he's got a high powered leaf blower that he's just like turned on the shit and <laughs> aimed it at the doorway to be like, oh, hopefully it makes it. Or if he right. is able to like levitate and then move the, I'm imagining a levitation kind of thing where he can like, I hope so, because otherwise there's going to be like smears and you're you need like a mop. Uh, yeah, just get a shovel, buddy. Get a shovel. You go. You spend all this time doing this elaborate cover that you're always doing everywhere you go. And you're pissing off everyone in your party because they're like, dude, you should have told me you were going to say some bullshit when we got here, because now I've got to figure out if I'm going to go along with it. And that's not cool. And you're willing to just, like, blow it all because you don't want to grab a shovel. Like. Right. (sighs) It was weird. It's just a weird detail to put in there also. Just, like, as the author. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean. But. I. Yeah. I think it's. I think it just speaks to Aranok's deal. And, like, because I think Aranok likes to use his powers. Like, I think he's very into his powers, and he he likes them, and he thinks they're cool, which I also think they're cool. Right. <clears throat> Do you, okay, do you think that this, along with a lot of other things, is explained by the twist in that, like, he's, like, he says, like, you haven't been thinking clearly, and, what? like... Before this, I had a note on how annoying Arnok is being, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is a, this the twist explains it or not because like he's over here doing like so many stupid things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was really irritating for a while. It might be the issue. The issue that I have though with that is yes, Minigog says like this is a consequence of what the guy did, but like. If he is a memory droida, what? How is he making him just dumb? Right. How? Like, is he? T- what memories is he taking that he's being like? Oh, you know what? I didn't even remember buildings had rooftops that I could run along to try and get to Minigog. I, that that was gone from my memory. It was a hole there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I agree with you. So for the for the sake of our understanding, let's say there's not a huge impact on like Aranok's mental abilities, like logic and reasoning. Like we should be able to do those things without having specific memories. Right. Of certain things. Right. right. I, th- I think that Minigog mentions that it, like he might've not been thinking clearly, but I, I think that you're correct. Um, and I'm assuming that this is limited to like, things that were in the past like right he should 
Right, like, he's not going to remove from Arnok's memory the concept of a shovel. Because, like, he has this premonition that somewhere down the line he'll have to move horse shit and he'll blow his cover by moving it with his mind. Like, he's that's too specific. Right. Arnok has this disposition that is, like, I think Elandria really gets annoyed with it a lot where he blames himself for everything. And like initially it was like, Oh, that's noble. He like takes responsibility. Good for him. But it's at the point where it's just absurd. And it's like a genuine character flaw instead of like a good for him for being responsible kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause like, he blames himself for literally everything. Right. Right. Especially at the end here when he's like describing all the things that have happened that have been not so great. And he's just like, if only I'd have not done those things, these people wouldn't be dead. And it's like, yeah, okay. And so I think this is where Alondria's character is like necessary because Alondria's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't know any of this. Like, that might have happened anyway. First of all. Right. And so I agree with you. And it's also like, I don't know, I kind of balance. I, I'm, I'm figuring out where to come down on Aranok. Because on the one hand, it's like, how self-important do you have to feel that you feel like you're to blame for all of these things happening? Like, like there's a certain level of ego that comes into it where it's like, you right. are responsible for all of this stuff. But then on the other hand, it's like, you're literally the second most powerful person in the kingdom. So, like, you do have a lot of responsibility. I come down on the former, honestly, at this point a little bit. Especially for things like not letting people come with him because he doesn't want to put people in danger. And it's like, this is what she's here for. Like, her her literal job description is bodyguard (laughs) like what are you doing like it's it's rude honestly like you're not sure maybe you're like being noble and trying to save her but it's like genuinely rude i don't know i'm i'm sick of him honestly at this point i get that in general he's done he's very good and like a good person and has done a lot of good things i'm tired of it <laughs> luke saying it doesn't outweigh the fact that in his internal monologue he is beating himself up about the fact that these people are dying i guess external very... external monologue too because he's talking about it to all these people completely it's very it's very irritating and i don't think it was worth it <laughs> you know what fair enough fair enough can we do a quick called shot this that's uh, yeah. kind of a I don't know if called shot is the correct term. Samily is like bout about it with Rasa and is like, I think she might be the most powerful person in the kingdom. Uh yeah. That's what we've been saying. One hundred percent. I have my only note here is like we need to get Samily on the show because her discussion there about Rasa was like perfect. I was like, this yeah. is what Luke and I are talking about. It's incredible. <laughs> It's the coolest thing ever. Why isn't everybody talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. I, let's not go too far into it because we covered it, but mm-hmm. I just want to say, call it shot there. 
Of sorts, yeah. I just appreciate Samily's perspective on this so much. Right. It's also, okay, while we're talking about Samily, her, I don't think we went into the detail about her power as much, partly because I think we didn't really understand the constraints of her power. Like, when it was first introduced, it sounded like she could just, like, take things back in time that she touched, and then now in this section we learn that, like, she can just, like, take everybody back in time. And she can, like, right. take, make a little time bubble. I, like, literally this week watched the movie Edge of Tomorrow. Did you ever see that movie with Tom Cruise? I don't think so. It's, like, basically the premise is that he can repeat the same day over and over again. And he's fighting this war. And he's trying to win this battle in this mm-hmm. war. And so he's, like, going back and trying it over and over again. And there's that scene at the end of the book where Samily is like, we had to fight that thing four times before we ended up winning. And it was just like, like basically the exact same kind of, kind of deal as, well, okay, sure. like, you know, like Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow, this kind of like, I've tried this five different times and we finally did it. And I love that scene in everything about time travel. I, I do too. This also gave me big cradle vibes with Lyndon and Dross like training and getting like the correct strategy that's that's where mine that's where my mind went mm, definitely yes yes a lot of Dross vibes I just love like I said I love that kind of vibe where somebody's like mm-hmm. we tried that 10 different times we died nine this is the one where we made it and they're like wait what i i think it was really cool that they didn't even know yeah yes yeah exactly getting the perspective from somebody that wasn't doing it over and over again was very cool right yeah i have a i have a a tough discussion Ooh. okay that i want to get to yeah so okay the i don't know how to pronounce it the the wizards the magic users what do we Oh, their their book, droid, droid, or something. Droid, maybe droid. Droid. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, they're like okay. The like horrible treatment of them is like awful, and like we can't do that, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. However, okay, oh boy, all right, sure. There needs to be some like better system to like facilitate correct interaction because like we keep we get a couple times of like like for example, one of the innkeepers like doesn't like Aranok not like maybe because of some this like pseudo racism kind of thing, but also because like the last one that came through like robbed him. And it's like, well, that actually seems like a genuine complaint. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think the last one that came through robbed him. I think it robbed, or he heard a story about them robbing someone. Okay, sure. the The other one, and this is going to be tough to say. Okay, I want to. I want to. I'm going. I'm going deep down into the yell at me stage. Okay. The worst character in this book, Pole. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
when when Arnok describes how that they've figured out how to cure the blackening, and it's because this curse was placed on these people, and Pol is like, "Oh, we sh- I should have known." It was one of you magic guys. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pull's the worst. Like, you can't... But, like, it's kind of a good point. No? Okay. I think there is merit to this point. But only insofar that these people are powerful. Right? Like, yes, they're powerful. And, yes... They can do terribly bad things. Also, they're powerful so they can do great things, right? Like the story, and again, this story was complete BS, was that Aranok had trapped Minigog and ended the war. Pretty freaking great, if you ask me. Right. So like... And this is also coming from a society where everybody is just being so rude to Arnok all the time (laughs) and any of these magic users. And yet there's still like, are some good ones? What? Uh, outstanding. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. I think that my critique here comes from like, and, and part of this is kind of, screwed up by the twist at the end um because like we don't really know how the society functions in like a genuinely like good system yeah but like it kind of seems like the magicians are just like trained and then it's like okay yeah you're but i feel like there should be some kind of like more rigid system you're saying there should be like a like, job system? Like they they shouldn't just train them and say, okay, go out and have fun. They should be like, all right, here's a cool role for you to fill in this society that's really useful. And, and, okay, and also give me like a magic police. Also, also demon summoners. I'm sorry, you can't do it. Luke, no. We talked about <laughs> just literally last episode about how these demons, we could have other uses for them. Like they okay, could okay. be used for things. Okay, yes. Um, there just needs to be a more organized way to like ensure that they're using it for good. Okay, okay. Here's the you thing. Can't just, I feel like you can't just rely on people to be good. Right. Okay, here's the thing. I want to get back to the point that you're making, which I think is kind of a valid one in that the like prejudice people have against these magic users is kind of warranted because a lot of the bad stuff that's around them is from this magic stuff some are saying all some are saying all of the bad things (laughs) some are saying all but here's the thing it's like kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy right this is kind of getting back to one of the points i was making earlier they are like so shitty to all of these magic users and so yes Mm -hmm. they're gonna form these groups that are like we should just fucking kill everybody because they're all mean to us and so then it's just a cycle that repeats over and over okay. again where they're and it's like we saw it thousands of years ago when the time droid was gonna get executed because she saved the whole town right you're saying we need a culture change <laughs> once again <laughs> but but i'm saying it's like insidious right because it's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy it's like a positive feedback loop and like 
we need the memory guy to do something a little bit better with his memory oh, power. This is it. Okay. Like memory guy, come on, this is what you were made for. This this You're is the sun summoner of this society. This is getting to one of the main points that I want to talk about with this twist at the end. This memory guy is doing it all wrong, I think. Like, unless his plan is to get vengeance on everyone, and so he's just going to, like, make the whole society fall apart and kill everyone, which I think a bad plan. Like, he has the power to change a huge number of people's memories, how about just make their memories so that all the droids are cool? Yeah. Instantly, everybody in the kingdom is like, wow, you know what? Those droids are very cool and really nice to us. So we love them. We have a parade for them every year. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could change everyone's memory to like make you guys super cool. And then now your lives are great right in like a genuine way right like what were you fighting the war for i assume it was because you were like the society sucks because they're trying to kill us all the time and i hate them and we need to change it so like just fucking do it why are we doing this big process of like i need to be the king first like right. that seems like a waste i don't want to be the king why would you want to be the king Maybe instead, yeah, especially just, if like in this circumstance, like what is what are you even like really getting out of it? Oh, you got to go like a Harry Potter route, especially if you've got a memory guy, a little statute of secrecy. A statue. Nobody of knows. And then you get a and then you get a letter on your 11th birthday. About who's a droid? I've been very into Harry Potter lately. Okay, sure. Um <laughs> That's how you knew Victor Crumb or whatever his name was. Yeah. But there's just something needs to be done. We can't just go for the, like, obviously we're too, you know, we're in a situation where something was done, but the status quo was not good. I get that. I think real Minigog was like making moves towards a better society. Mm hmm. But I don't know if it was aggressive enough. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Maybe you do some policy advocate, advocating. Ad, advocating. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe instead of activism. overthrowing the government, we could introduce some legislation. And, sure, maybe you use your memory ability to make sure that it gets passed. But, hey, let, let's, <laughs> let's do some reform, maybe, instead of... Tearing the whole system down. Hmm? I will say the memory thing, like we get, we see how powerful it is now. But before they kind of made it seem like it was kind of garbage, it seemed underutilized even then. I think it was pretty limited in scope. Like, I, I think you're right. It could be extremely useful in like a one-on-one -on -one situation. Like I imagine he could do it to a person who is like there with him. And in that, like you can essentially be invisible if you can do it to a person, right? Which is pretty useful, I would say. Um, but I think compared to like summoning demons, when you're fighting a war, I think it's tricky for that to be super useful. Okay, yes. But but my point is they they were not fighting a war before this, right? 
if I'm the memory guy and I want a bunch of power, I'm just going to like go to the to Jeff Bezos and be like, hey, you owe me a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, this is actually another great use of the memory magic that wasn't being utilized. Just you're now the richest person, right? Right. Like, obviously, it's not great. Like, it's pretty immoral. But like, at least take from take from Bezos and but also is it less immoral is it less moral than like starting a war and killing everyone oh it's definitely it's definitely better than that yeah just take money from all the rich people in morningside and then you're like the wealthiest dude of all time and you can do a little do a little robin hood action god like you want people to like you easiest way to do that just hand out money. Mm-hmm. Also, here's a thought. You wouldn't have to wipe everybody's memory of the shitty things that you did if you just didn't do those shitty things. You realize <laughs> that, right? That's like, so you wouldn't have to go to all this trouble if you just didn't do all those shitty, terrible things in the first place. <laughs> yeah... But then what's the fun? (laughs) It's true. It probably was a lot of fun. Okay. Speaking of the memory droid, he got his power because he found this skull before anybody else did. And he knew how to use it. There's a scene where Aranok and Alondria and Samily are down there in the crypt. And the priest is like, I'm about to get this relic for you guys going to be really useful it's going to cure the blackening it's going to be great i just have to use this key on this little box here he puts the key in and he's like oh wait a minute Mm, something's wrong and he opens it and he sees there's nothing in there but do you think he has a moment where he considers being like oh wrong one hold on and he closes the door and he opens just a random coffin and is like here it is I got it right here. This is the one. You mean okay? You're you're saying that he sh- like he probably had a moment where he wanted to cover up his error and just grab a random skull. <laughs> They're down there. There's lots of bones down there. Do you think he had a moment where he was like, ah, I'm gonna look like a complete jagoff if I open this up and there's nothing in here? That's very true. This is what I don't get actually about the villain. Why didn't you put a skull in there? <laughs> That's a decoy skull. Right. Oh. Like uh, I I recognize that it's not going to it's not going to like hold them for long because you're probably going to be able to tell pretty quickly, but maybe a little bit, you know? Maybe then they'd be like uh maybe I have to find the correct word to use it. And they're well, like guessing words for a couple days. There you go. You bought yourself some time. Well, or even like I could like I could totally see them getting the skull, holding it and being like, okay, time to use its magic, and then it not working, and then being like, I guess it just never existed. <laughs> I guess it this legend of a thing that might have existed was just a thing that didn't exist. Right. And then you're like, time to leave that idea behind and not consider it anymore. It feels like a missed opportunity. It is absolutely a missed opportunity, Luke. The. I wonder if he wanted to be caught. 
Mm. Like well, currently, no one's appreciating his like big grand move. Exactly, Luke. This is where all of the like mastermind criminals get caught. Is they leave little clues because they think they're so clever, and if nobody ever catches them, nobody will ever realize they're genius. And this guy yeah, is doing like the no perfect. You. Yeah, this guy's doing the perfect heist. Literally, no one remembers that he did it. And he's like, ah, I wish somebody would give me props for this. <laughs> it's so cool what I did. Can you can you appreciate that for like five seconds? How cool the thing I did was? The, I gotta so cool. Think, I gotta think that every now and then he's like bringing in some random citizen. And just for like an hour lifts the thingy so that they're like, oh my God. <laughs> he's like, right? And he's then like he casts it on them again. Yeah, he's like, stop screaming for a second. Please stop screaming. Can we just appreciate how awesome <laughs> pretty, it was? Pretty good, right? <laughs> you need appreciation if you're in this role. God, you so do. You so do. Ugh. I'm sure. Can we just say this is similar to a note that we talked about last time? But one of the key ways I think that this strategy worked is that the good guys had really evil-sounding names. Glorbad, y'all. Minigog. Minigog? Yeah. You gotta change that. This you can't was... be King Minigog and think that you're the good one. When when this twist happened, this was honestly my first thought was like, yeah, but he can't be King Minigog, right? Right. We're gonna change That's that ridiculous. name, right? You can't... If your name has three g's out of four letters at one point in it you're the bad guy it's so true it's ah oh god <laughs> minigog glorbad i also by the way i'm still not putting aside my glorbad theory mm. like sure we heard glorbad is super cool we don't know that that's glorbad okay that's true i will also say this doesn't really connect to what to that theory but you can change memories, but not feelings, right? Mm-hmm. He seemed to really hate Aranok. Glorvad did hate Aranok. Hmm. Something there, maybe. <laughs> okay. A second I, twist. I think we're I think we're fully into the twist. Let's talk about the twist. The okay. First twist. First thing I worried about was the Minigog thing. The second thing that I worried about, Luke. I was a little worried about what Alondria and Aranok's whole deal was before he changed their memory to make them lovers. Because there's a whole bunch of things that would be very, very bad for them to have been before they were lovers, Luke. <laughs> I, w- I was worried okay, we so were getting a George R. R. Martin kind of twist here. I was, I was going to say, are you going like family member? Yeah, like siblings uh see that would have been like cruel in a way that's like obviously the guy is a bad guy so like not surprising yeah this one just seems like a kind of funny joke that he wanted to pull as it turned out where they were just like good friends that never were interested in each other that way i guess I don't know if it's like, haha, very funny, or if it's like... No, 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 yeah, for sure. Like, it's not a good thing that he did, but it's not, like, terrible what he did. Well, okay, it is It is terrible. It's like... It's a, it's a big... It's a, it's a 
bad prank yes. rather than like an evil manipulation. Yes, I I agree with you. It's a bad it's prank. Like, it's like if you if you like tattoo a bad tattoo on your buddy's arm. It's not like uh, I don't know any I don't know an equally bad one, but but I but, view it as more of a prank. Yes, and I think this this comes across by how the two characters are like interacting with each other still. Like they're not like horrified to look at each other at this point. They don't look at each other and like vomit because of what they've been put through. They're like Aranox making a joke about it. And it's been right. like they've understood what's been going on for like 30 minutes. So it feels like they're going to get over it at some point. So yes, it it ended up not being nearly as bad as I was worried it was going to be because Arnok teased it a little bit and he was like, oh, "I can't believe what he did with me and Alandria." And I was like, "Oh god, what what did he do, Arnok? <laughs> Tell me please." Right. Can can we just say this whole thing would have been solved if the if the White Thorns had done something that we suggested last episode, which is put name tags in your armor. If you that's simple, if you do it, you you know pretty quickly. Right, or give everybody a little keychain that they can put on theirs. Like allow somebody a little bit of individuality, right? Allow them to like mm-hmm. maybe paint a little thing on the on the breast pocket that's like that's my yeah. personal crest. This is the little like S thing that I make out of lines. I love those. Stands for oh, Maristons. Right. Yeah, it would have solved this. I will say about this, this is like I'm not gonna say a hundred percent perfect called shot, but we were basically on to the fact that it was Maristons. We just had a time warp versus a memory shift right. mixed up. I think it's also fascinating though that this memory thing so in my head the war has been over for a while and they've been fixing things but actually this memory shift happened like very recently from the start of the book which has been like three weeks which is insane like it it's crazy like it makes the twist so much crazier when you realize all this stuff has happened in the last like three weeks like the war hasn't been over for a long time uh and that armor by the side of the road marison just left that like that hasn't been sitting there for months and months that was like two days old i actually hadn't thought about that but yeah crazy he didn't get away with it for very long (laughs) this is actually so true he didn't get away with this for very long at at the beginning of this story of this book when aranok meets with him that's the first time, I think. Oh, you're so right. It is. Do you? God, that meeting would have been tense if you're the king, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, hey, Arnok. We're good buddies, right? Because, right? <laughs> right. Because, like, when Minigog's explaining it, the day before this is the day that he can't remember. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. buddy. Like, this was a... Now that I think about this... This was a good heist, but it didn't last very long. No. So far. Well, no, it's definitely not over yet. And they, how are they going to stop him? Imagine, hold on. Yeah. 
think about this. As soon as he learns that they've reversed it, uh, nope, you're back. You know what? I'm just going to wipe your whole brain. You're too, you're, you know too much. I'm just going to make you nothing. You got nothing up there anymore. Right. And he can do it from like wherever. He, he goes over, palms some dead guy's skull, and he can wipe your brain wherever you are in the whole kingdom. He needs to be, he needs to be just like recasting this like on the daily, right? Or at least modifying it. Like go through and like make some additions. Maybe you also won four NBA championships, but you couldn't do that in the initial wave. You had to like slowly build up to that. So the initial wave, it was like, you know, you got drafted second round to the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers. And then the next wave, you're like starting for the LA Lakers, you know? You got to build up to it. I I just want to say I LeBron was clearly the first first draft. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if that's where you're going with this, but um, no, I think that that's true. Especially because like you got to spend some time building your your life, and he obviously did put a lot of thought into it. But you got to keep keep updating. Right, right? like people are going to get bored. People are going to get bored if they're like oh, yeah, he's just the king and he's done all these great things. Which, sidebar, Aranok is, like, constantly talking about all the great things that the king is doing. And at the end, he says that, like, yeah, all Janaeus did was swap out their names. I feel like there's got to be some embellishment there, too. Because he's, like, the king made all these reforms and he was going to do all these great things and he was getting rich people to give up more of their money. And I'm sitting over here like, "Eh, I don't know. That doesn't sound that. That doesn't sound that realistic. Well, it's also like, okay, think about this. If you're Janaeus and you're like the bad guy, obviously, and you know that you're the bad guy, but you're creating this memory in everyone that's like, these are all the good things that I've done, but you haven't actually done them. But you can like recognize that they're the good things. Like maybe (laughs) you should have just done this is again coming back to the thing that you wouldn't have to use a memory spell if you just didn't do the shitty things that everybody knows that you did right like normally if you're the normally the bad guy like thinks that he's doing the right thing but in this case he's like oh see i need to trick everyone into thinking that this was right but it's totally i'm totally doing the bad thing Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Not oh, a great look. Not very bad look. Very bad look, for sure. For sure. Um, something else we were kind of onto, Luke, is the whole leper town thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the necromancer who caused the black the blackening was from leper town. Okay, come on. <laughs> come on now. That's for sure. Like, you've got to know at that point mm-hmm. that it's intentional. Okay. Yes. I mean, their memory was wiped, so, like, they don't even know that this necromancer existed. But if there's a necromancer... Okay, okay, okay. First of all, let's push past my take that necromancers and demon summoners are not allowed in the college. Uh-huh. Well, not not that because that 
whatever. Do something else with them. They're something. If the necromancer is from Leppertown, I'm suspicious. It's like, were you doing stuff before it was called Leppertown? How long, how old did you say you were? Also, does necromancy (laughs) include yourself? They they changed the name to Leppertown like 10 years ago, I think. Oh, and Luke. you're and you're thirty, Luke. Here's the here's the other thing about this. This war that they're in. Okay, in my head, before we heard about the memory shift, the blackening is something that's been around for a long, like a while. And this thing with Minigog, because the thing with Minigog ended a while ago. They don't specify after the memory returns how old the blackening is right so i i guess essentially what i'm what i'm saying is it's hard to tell from the end of the book if the war that they're all talking about was the war to like usurp the old guy and this thing that they have lost if it wasn't actually a war if it was literally just dude found the memory rock Mm. wiped everybody's memories and like all this stuff has happened within the last like month right yeah because because i was originally thinking that maybe it was like so it's the three of them right Mm -hmm. janaeus and the demon summoner and the necromancer yes i was originally thinking that there was like them three versus the world for a little while until janaeus did his thing Mm -hmm. but you're right maybe this may have been discussed at the end actually where it was i think it was yeah maybe they were fighting them for a little bit okay okay i just think it's wild like the whole timeline shifts in a huge way at the end which i think is very it's very strange Um, right really really briefly (laughs) you kind of think the reavers were just like what the fuck man (laughs) (laughs) what is going on do you see the crest? Allies. Do you see the crest? Look, we're buddies. <laughs> Look at it. Come on. This, I mean, this explains, we had that question. We've had that question the whole time. This explains a lot of the questions that we've had, I think, in a nice way, in a way that I appreciate, where it's like, it, what is their deal? The re- it we were does. Like, we couldn't understand the Reaver's deal. Apparently, this is their deal. <laughs> I... I feel like if you're the Reavers, send in a few guys with a note. Apparently right. they did okay. that. Uh, it's, yeah. Have you, have you seen the movie Memento? Oh, yeah, dude. Because that's what's going to end up happening, and it's going to be a cool story. Wait. Right? Who's who's getting tattooed? The You send in some Reavers with a note or a tattoo that's like, you're going to get memory wiped. <sighs> This is the deal. Right. And you're saying the people are more likely to believe a reaver with a note that says, we're actually buddies. Please let us come stay at your fun tavern. Mm. And not the fact that they remember years of war with the reavers and how they're sneaky. Okay. That's fair. I think this is honestly, I think so much of this is the perfect crime. For Janaeus, mm-hmm. and he just left too many breadcrumbs. I think that's probably true. I think this is such an outstanding crime. And 
if you just put this put a fake skull would have solved this problem give us a fake skull um so we learned that the demon summoner is actually the guy that they had dinner with that tried to poison (laughs) them which like side another sidebar why are we using poison you're a demon summoner summon a huge demon to do it Mm -hmm. but uh, regardless we learn that that is the demon summoner shayella is the necromancer and in our main story aranok isn't quite sure who that is now there is a side story about this dude named argyle which we get like very little snippets of that I went back and reread all of those parts together. And I, it's pretty obvious. It seems pretty obvious from those parts. Argyle is meeting with Shayella, the necromancer that's okay. a part of this group. Because the very end, the epilogue is him getting carved up by a, a necromancy child, like a little, a, a little zombie. He's getting eaten. Right. And he's, his journey that he takes throughout the book is to deliver a message from the king to this baroness. And so clearly they're like allies and he's sending a message from Janaeus to Shayella. That's who Shayella could be. And it, the book seems to want to point us there. But there's, a, there's an alternative for Shayella that I think is very interesting, Luke. Okay. We know that Shayla comes from Leopardtown. Who else do we meet in Leopardtown? Ooh. Morianne. That's that's true. I I assume wait, wait. Is it said that they actually like genuinely don't know who Shayla is like at all? Arnok doesn't know who they are. Okay. Okay, she's the Morianne is not affected by the blackening. I, she also gets a little talisman at the end. The like, I think it's the explanation for those is that people can give you a talisman that protects them against your magic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And perhaps it's not a curse that is on her perhaps it's not a curse that makes people not want to look at her or pay any attention to her but it's camouflage right she is like one of three people participating in this war she is like such a good secret agent if people just like don't want to even look at her that's true what does she look like i don't know i don't want to look at her for more than two minutes I like that. I like that little twist as well. So. I think that's a good one. Maybe. Probably not. I'm Dan's saying this from the outset. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. Love those. Okay, let's do, let's do quick reviews. Since this is a series, we may come back to it. So, so quick reviews rather than lengthy ones. I'll start the the overall story was a little off to me but then the twist explained everything so like i was 
very pro actually. Like I, I was coming in, right? The twist happened at like 95%. At 93%, my review was going to be like, eh, it was fine. But the twist made it great, I thought. I, I think I largely agree with you. The twist, in my mind, like saved this book and made it from like a mediocre book to like a pretty good book, in my mind. Um, and I obviously there was going to be some kind of twist because there was so many mysteries that were yet to be revealed that like there had to be some explanation for what was going on. And I thought that the twist here was very good in that it was weird and tied things together really well and was cool. Like it was an interesting way to, to make this all work and it completely shifts your whole idea of the story. So I thought it was cool. I still think there were like too many things in here. Mm. Like it felt to me like there were still like like just a few too many weird things that didn't have an explanation. Like the um and granted at the end they do get explained, but the one that sticks out to me are like the insect human hybrids. Like Yeah. I felt like that could have been, at least if we're only looking at this story, maybe it's really important for later stories, but like we could have cut out that whole thing and it wouldn't have really affected anything. The twist wouldn't have really been changed at the end and it would have just like shortened things. It felt like it took, like the twist happened in the last two chapters and it took kind of maybe a little too long to get there for me. Like, Yeah, I think that's fair. And so, like I said, I think the twist was great. Um, I am. My only other concern is what's what's how do you how do you keep a twist like that going? Like next book, you can't we can't have a big twist at the end. Right. So I'm curious to see what happens in the next book. Right, because where do you go yeah, for a big I, twist? I like imagine this? that we're that it's a one twist kind of series. Mm-hmm. I mean, like one main twist. But yeah, I I am intrigued. Maybe we'll maybe we'll come back to it. Yes, yes. But I did enjoy it. I thought the twist was outstanding. Loved it. Next week, we're going to be starting our summer plans. Here we go. Big news! It's Malazan Book of the Summer. That's right, people. <laughs> We, we hear talk about what, what kind of a summer it's going to be every summer. This summer, Malazan Book of the Summer. That's right. Next week, we're going to be starting the first book of the Malazan series that's called Gardens of the Moon, I believe. Going to be splitting that into thirds. We will be doing more than one of these Malazan books. We're going to be reading them throughout the summer. So if you... If you <laughs> I'm just saying this so that if you find a deal on more than one book, go for it. Um, not sure how many we're going to do in a row, but throughout the summer, it'll be fun. I've heard that Malazan is very difficult to follow, mm-hmm. so it'll be good. It'll be good to get some back and forth with with me and you, Dan. Mm. Maybe some help from the listeners when we don't understand something. We'd it'll love be good. that. We'd love that. Absolutely. We'll definitely be on the subreddit. Uh, I think there's also a Malazan subreddit that we might be we might be hopping onto this summer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get some some interest, some buzz on there. 
as well for sure as well but yeah malazan book of the summer i'm excited luke i'm super excited uh we all are we all are we can't wait i know people have been asking for malazan book of the summer for a while now so here you go you're welcome great everybody great summer series <laughs> that's right luke that's right luke and you know what else as the summer is perfect for are coming up with just buckets of hot takes and acting like dumb nerds. 